episode of Anchor Together where we discuss business, exercise, parenting life, and everything in between. I'm Megan. And I'm Trevor. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the principles that go into an anchored workout. So basically we're going to piggyback off of our last episode where we used the anchored mindset to goal set. Now we're going to use that anchored mindset to plan our workouts. Yep. And so this is going to be specifically for how we program our um, general population, groups, strength and conditioning. Um, I've always struggled for like labeling what we do at the gym. So to like really break it down, you know, we try to give people the same kind of workout you should receive with a personal training um, coach, but in the group setting. So we have enough, you know, squat racks and barbells and dumbbells and everything for people to be able to um, adjust weight and variation to what they need instead of feeling like you're obligated to use whether it's, you know, limited weight on dumbbells or just more of those group class scenarios where strength can be limited based off of the equipment available. Um, And that's just, you know, amongst other things. So, you know, the first piece of the puzzle is mindfulness. And you need to be mindful when you program. It Mm -hmm. seems like that should be a common factor, but it's not. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like sometimes people just program what they like. Yeah. And I think you said it best the other day, like you're, you heard it. Like people don't, coaches don't program for the people they program mm. for themselves to keep things. Yeah. So it was Mike Boyle. He was talking about, um, some coaches using too much exercise variation saying it's for the client, but it's actually because they don't like, want to get bored. <laughs> do you really want to sit there and have somebody do chin ups 10 times? Like if you, if you're seeing like five or six rounds a day of somebody just doing chin ups and split squats, yeah, it's kind of boring for a coach, but you know, that's, that's what works best. So you should do it. Um, I think the two biggest things that we try to be mindful for, we do not have a target audience, right? Um, it is general population, meaning it can be people who outside of their hour at the gym, don't do any other physical activity. Mm-hmm. It could be people who are very active, whether it's adult league sports, mm-hmm. whether it's recreational activities, um, whether they have a physically demanding job. So we're going to try and write workouts that will complement your lifestyle outside of that and not like specifically one of them. Yeah, and I was going to say, going off of that being mindful, yes, what Mike Boyle said, this is what works, that is true. But also, if you are mindful, you are going to realize you're not going to want to have those boring workouts as a coach. So you do want to keep it interesting because at the end of the day, these people that come into our facility, they're not only paying for the workouts, they are paying for... Experience. Your experience yeah. of like you guiding them and whatever coach is guiding them through the workout, their energy, their expertise. Like mm-hmm. if you're not operating at your best, which is keeping things entertaining right. for yourself and for them, I think that's a disservice to to the general population. Yeah. And I think the other kind of mindfulness piece we try to practice here is um, why you're doing a specific movement. Mm-hmm. So the deadlift, for example. Yes. Um, we try to keep variation available in the moment for somebody. So if one person needs to do a kettlebell deadlift, mm-hmm. someone can do a trap bar deadlift, someone can do a barbell deadlift. Um, we can even you know, switch it to band, whatever it might be. And I think where a lot of times general population or just training for health and wellness, you get concerned is I want to take my deadlift weight from this number to this number. 
when in reality we just need to become better at deadlifting. Mm-hmm. So at the hip hinge itself, yeah. right? Like, so how is that going to carry over into a real world setting? You need to be able to hinge at the hip, brace your core, and pick something up. And in the real world, that does not appear in perfect scenarios. Like sometimes you have to be able to twist your back a little bit to pick something up from a rough spot mm-hmm. and you have to be able to brace and hold it. So I always tell people like when we deadlift, it's, it's how you're doing it. It's being, um, so this is switching it now to like teaching your clients to be mindful, mm-hmm. mindful about the position they get into and what muscles they're bracing through as they pick it up. Yeah. So those are probably like two wonderful examples of how we're going to use mindfulness here yeah absolutely so pivoting into our next uh segment there sustainability if you all remember we've i feel like been beating this Mm -hmm. anchored mindset so we have our first pillar which is mindfulness (coughs) and then we have our second pillar which is sustainability so kind of talk about like how programming how you program for the general population to be a sustainable yeah and so um when we talk about you know nutrition and how the diet you can follow the longest and the most accurately is the one you will see the best results from because you did it the most accurately and you did it for the longest time. The best, the program you can do the most frequently mm-hmm. and follow for the longest is going to give you the best long-term success. So that means you're not coming in here. You're not going to be prescribed sets and reps with a percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, each week we're going to cycle through different rep ranges you know, you're going to get taught how to load at a certain rep range, um, maybe move at a certain speed some weeks versus the other. And like, to be honest with you, you're not necessarily always going to make the same schedule every week. Right. You know, your kid might have a game Tuesday night one week, so you don't get to deadlift. Mm-hmm. And so if week one, you were doing three by five at 75%, and then week yeah. two, we were going to do, you know, two by five at 80%, and then week three, one set of five at 85%. But you weren't there for week two. Right. We're not going to jump from 75%, like 85%. Something bad is going to happen. So we're going to prescribe, you know, daily efforts Mm -hmm. based off a feel. Um, And that's going to be sustainable. Right. Um, The other thing we do is, you know, it's not going to be these very long-winded programs, 12 weeks, 16 Mm -hmm. weeks, something you would give an athlete training to peak for one event. Right. Um, And... Knowing, by the way, that people need to stay excited about these exercises is um, something needs to have intensity in every session. Mm -hmm. So maybe for three weeks, we're going to put the deadlift with a stretch and it's going to allow you to pick up more weight when you deadlift and push the intensity for that. And then maybe the next three weeks, we're going to pair our deadlifts with some chin-ups. So Mm -hmm. you're now doing a second exercise that's taxing. You're not going to have as much effort to spare for your deadlift. Um, we've kind of passively deloaded the deadlift for that three weeks because you're sharing time in a superset or, you know, we'll, we'll change a variation to make it so you cannot load it as much. Right. And then it kind of forces you to cycle off. So you're not always trying to deadlift really heavy, but you're still deadlifting well. Going off of that statement that you just made of the, you might not be able to deadlift as heavy. Yeah. What is... I'm trying to formulate the question in my head as I'm sure. asking it. Um, what do you wish people knew? Like, or do you wish people knew that was the mindset going in? Because there's so many people that are like, well, why can't I not deadlift right. this much this yeah, week? Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, the other thing to remember is 
um, in the group setting, you might do some things before the deadlifting, right? Mm-hmm. So also maybe, so like today, for example, um, people are doing dumbbell walking lunges for almost a hundred feet. Wow. And that's to start the workout. And then we're deadlifting after that. Mm-hmm. So your legs are going to be pre-fatigued. Right. You're not going to be able to deadlift as much. You're tired. And I, I make sure as a coach, I tell people like, Hey, we've done this, this, and this, this week. So don't worry about what you're deadlifting. We're actually doing, um, deadlift cluster sets this week. Um, mm-hmm. so it's a set of five, but it's broken up two reps with like a two to three second break, two reps, and then a single, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm encouraging people to, um, only deadlift a weight they think they would do if it was a set of five without the breaks. Gotcha. So now what's happening is you're resting in between, which means that two, that two and that one are going to feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And if I were to say, load up with the heaviest weight you can, you're going to be able to do more, right. but that's not the goal this week. The goal this week is to take a weight you would normally do for a set of five. And I'm giving you some breaks in between. It's going to give you the opportunity to practice your starting technique it's going to allow you to have a little bit of break so your body will, you know, receive less stress from the workout today. Yeah. So those are things like that. Yeah, I love that. I think that I think it's hard for people to realize this goes back to the mindfulness, the why behind something yeah. and then the sustainability of it of like this long-term um program, mm-hmm. if you will. Sure. Um, but I think also having that awareness of this is the reason why you're not going to be able to do the same weight this week as you were this week. Um, if people understood that more, they probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or or again, you know, different mindset, other life stressors. Did you sleep crappy the night before? Are you all of a sudden on a diet? You're eating less food. You traveled. So you're sitting in a vehicle for a long time. There's so many factors. It's the 23 hours out of our one hour. Yeah, exactly. And then that all goes back to mindfulness. Yep. And it's nice that, like, we don't want you guys to think of these, um, you know, the the three pieces of this anchored mindset as individual columns. No, they don't. They, they, they overlap. They overlap, they overlap so, so much. Yeah. And they, they intertwine. Yep, and for sure. It's like a nice little braid. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last piece of the puzzle is keeping it simple. And um, I'm always going to make this joke. For some reason, the fitness industry loves having people do exercises while they lunge. Um, and you know what? If you feel a little triggered by this one, it's okay. It's okay. I'm not judging you. I think it's funny. So like the one I always go to is like a bicep curl while you're lunging. Like lunge, curl, stand. Um, you're not going to lunge the heaviest weight you can if you have to be able to bicep curl it. Right. So your legs are not getting... a. Uh, uh, yeah, appropriate, yeah, appropriate stimulus. Yeah. Um, and then probably the same thing with the bicep curls. Yeah. You're, you're focused on not falling over. Right. So you're not going to bicep curl something. Or you're um, going to cheat your bicep curl. So probably. one thing we do to keep it simple is we don't do a lot of com- combined exercises. Hashtag no silly exercises. Hashtag no silly exercises. <laughs> yes. And I, it looks cool. Yeah. I was going to um, go off of that. And sorry if I'm interrupting you. Huh? But the keeping it simple, I feel like from the outside perspective watching how you coach a lot of times um people think that if they have an injury or if they have some sort of (coughs) reason that they need a regression for an exercise that that's a negative thing right but that's honestly just keeping it simple let's do the exercise that you can do do it safely correct do it effectively yeah and then that goes into sustainability then you have this long-term exercise goal Versus, you know, trying to 
do the best, always be on top of it. And I think that's a, one of the ways that we can keep it simple too. Correct. Yeah. And so you'll come in, you know, we'll have a target of the, the day, you know, the movements will be like simple. And I always say this, listen, when an exercise is simple, you're either going to be able to do it for more reps Mm-hmm. or with more weight mm-hmm. and that is how you get stronger that is how you yeah. become fitter yep. by doing more or doing more weight yeah uh, progressive overload is is the main driving factor behind mm-hmm. how you improve um in a workout and when you're trying to do two or three things at once it's going to be harder to progress it um and that's why you keep it simple so that you can either do more reps yeah do more weight maybe move it faster, jump farther, right. whatever it might be. Yeah. And I think also like looking at the keeping it simple, the biggest thing we always say with that is think like a beginner. Yeah. And so I think that could just play into so many things. Like the example you said of you just went on a trip like that. Those, if you were gone for X amount of weeks or even just a week, like you should come back in like a beginner in your head that doesn't mean that you start back at zero, right? but like a beginner, your body hasn't done these things in a bit. And I think it's just more beneficial if you, if you're able to have that mindfulness. And, um, I think you, the way that you program these workouts, it allows you to think like a beginner because right. there's no silly exercises. Right, yeah. It's easy to get back into Correct. the movement. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's fair. And focus on the basics and get really good at them. Yeah. get good at the basics. I think that's awesome. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. As always, you can find us on Instagram. If you search for anchored fitness or anchored together podcast, and please, if you like this episode, share it with your friends, family, and whoever you think might like it. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, be someone's anchor tribe.